Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. And, besides that, he's really weird. Welcome to the Mark Gunger Show with international marriage speaker and author of Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, Mark Gunger. This is your source for practical, down-to-earth marriage advice without all the over-spiritualization or romantic nonsense. And now the host of the Mark Gunger Show, Mark Gunger. The crowd goes wild with delirious joy. They've joined the Mark Gunger Show, the show that deals with all things concerning... Marriage. Marriage. I am, of course, your host, the one, the only Mark Gunger. Joining me is always the ever-lovely and charming uh, Lady Diane. Also with us, the amazing Philip James Gunger sitting in with us again this week. Elizabeth Dubois is what I call her. It's Du Bois, but she should say it. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. That's right. I, uh, my name is Dubois, and the reason I speak when, this way. When you speak to people in like Canada, do they say Dubois? No, but I had some guy he thought that I was French and sent me an email in French. So I had to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to respond Google back to him. <clears throat> French. Oh, that's funny. Miss Dubois. Also, entering the show as always, the very talented but eerily creepy. Timothy Robert Ray pushing buttons, twisting knobs, and trying to stay awake during this incomprehensibly, immeasurably boring show. This is the show that handles your marital challenges, relational conundrums, and dating dilemmas that you can email to us at ask ask at markgungor.com. <coughs> you all right there? I got a hairball. Hairball. <coughs> I could cough it up and Elizabeth will clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> See last week's show. <laughs> Actually, last week's show. I've been thinking about last week's show. Mm-hmm. Because everybody got on me. <laughs> everybody <laughs> didn't get on they you. They did, and, and it's fine because everybody, I think, in the whole world would be getting on me because nobody likes my advice on this. When you, at, at your wedding day, I'm talking early on, I mean, right from the get-go, you find out there's a major dysfunctional sexual f- problem. I say you go for an annulment. You don't try and fix it. And Phil says, well, no, that's not fair. You know, maybe it's fixable. I say, yeah, maybe, so maybe but, he uh, wants to fix it. Yeah, I don't know. And I, don't, I say it's not that cut and dry and black and white. You love this person enough to want and, to and marry them. And that's what I wanted them. to talk about. They, it's like, how do you all of a sudden, well, there's this thing wrong. Let's just rip it apart. I think that's very difficult for a couple of That's to what I want to talk about. That's mm-hmm. the problem with Western culture's approach to marriage. Because in Eastern culture, or you got places like India and stuff like that, where people get married, they basically meet each other that weekend. Well, then that's a very simple that's, remedy to because, it. Well, that's the way it was f- yes. throughout all the biblical history. These people yeah. didn't know each other. You know, I was at... Uh, uh, <laughs> the one they had the two and the sister got swapped out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Rebecca and... Uh, Rachel. Rachel, okay. <clears throat> so he works for seven years for the one. On their wedding night, he's with her all night long. Does so Isaac, right? I, okay, Isaac. Is, no, it wasn't Isaac. No, no it's somebody. I, I, Sorry, I, Jake. I don't know. We'll look it up. My mind's gone blank. I'm not thinking about the Bible side. I'm just think the names. But you know the story. Yeah. Okay. He works for the one, and he gets the one sister. Well, he's with her all night long. He gets up in the morning. It's not until morning and light that he sees who it is. 
Well, how's that even possible? Because they never talk to each other. They spend no time together. This yes. is how people got married for the bulk of human history. They were introduced to each other, and if there was something really whack crazy, you undid it right away. Okay? Mm -hmm. They couldn't perform. I mean, the family would actually wait outside the tent, make sure you could even have sex. Mm -hmm. That's the way it was done. So a lot of these things were caught early on. Our problem is, you're right, you had all this emotional mm -hmm. connection and stuff like that. Uh, and then, oh, now, you know, there's something wrong with them. And, but I, my argument is I think they should be encouraged. First of all, they should be talking about this before they get married anyway. Mm -hmm. Is there any reason you aren't going to want to be able to have sex with this person? Is there any reason you got, no, 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 but you find out that they've been holding out on you, that's called defrauding them. Mm -hmm. You find out you've been defrauded, I don't think you try and fix it, I think you get an annulment and you move on. You're right, difficult to do because they're so emotionally attached to each other and stuff like that. All I'm saying, and I know it sounds highly negative and really poo-poo, especially a pastor who's supposed to have faith and everything else, I'm just saying I don't think I've ever seen the problem fixed when something is that jacked up from the get-go and they all eventually end in divorce anyway. That's all I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. 17 years later, they finally ended in divorce because for 17 years they couldn't be intimate because there was something jacked up and everybody's trying to work them through and counseling and, well, you've already got married and you made your commitment. I think that's all a bunch of nonsense. And I write about this in my book, Being Found, to single women, don't let this happen to you. If you find out on your, after, as soon as you get married, that the person has defraud, they have not revealed a problem that is mentally or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think you go for an annulment. That's my personal advice. And I'm still thinking about it from a week ago. Hiya! Of course you are. And my brain finally filtered through. It was Jacob because it was with Rachel and the sister Leah, right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. you. All go. of a sudden, all the names got <laughs> jacked up. And, I couldn't think about the name. I was yeah, I know. To fight the argument through. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they didn't know each other. Yeah, no. I mean, how's that even possible? You're with the one chick all night long. Next morning, we go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I have a twin, so that maybe well, you could have, happen. You have an identical twin. That would yeah. be easy to happen that in your situation. That maybe could happen. <laughs> but because they never spent any time with each other. That's why such a thing happened. This idea of the dating and the big emotional, huge emotional commitment and connecting to each other before marriage is a bit odd in terms of human history. Yeah. It wasn't done that until the Romantic period, about the 1800s, and now people started dating and all So that. this whole annulment and this no sex, no consummation was written into law at a time when that, what you're speaking of, was the typical way that marriages happened, not the way we do it now. So it made sen more sense then. I don't know when the laws were written. I just know that it's, uh, for example, let's say you marry a guy and then you find out legally he's still married to somebody else. Well, that's... You get an annulment. That's what the annulment yeah. laws. Well, you're not, it's not if, even if, legal. I know, but you have to annul the marriage. The marriage that he did with you is on paper. You can't just say, well, okay. you got to annul. That's what it's... Really? That's, in Wisconsin. I don't know about every oh, okay. state's got their own... In Wisconsin, three reasons for annulment. One is a person could not legally get married, mm -hmm. but got married anyway. Mm -hmm. You get it annulled. Secondly, the marriage is never consummated. That is that is the classic case mm -hmm. from the beginning of mankind. You th I'm talking about everybody's like, I dropped in from Mars. Why do you think it's codified in law? Yeah. It's, it's so clear in the human experience that if you get to give someone and they want to have sex with you, you annul it. You don't go to counseling. You don't do all this other Well, And nonsense. that's what I'm saying. It was codified into law at a time when marriages happened a different way. Uh, I don't know. Just, because anybody who has 10 cents knows this is jacked up. And then third... Some kind of mental defect or defraud. Mm -hmm. 
I think someone comes with a big mental problem. You've been defrauded. So that's that was my thing. So yeah, they were getting on me because this lady calls in and you know we just got married and you don't want to have sex. I I said get in a moment. They said, well that's not fair. <laughs> she has emotional connections. You know he might be able to get fixed and stuff like that. And I just the reason for annulment laws is it's always been known in the human history of mankind, despite your advanced ages in this room. Okay, here let me see. Human history has annulment laws. For very such situations. Let me see if you can track with me on my analogy here. Okay. There was a time when, let's say, there was something in your arm or your leg was gangrenous. The only thing they could do was cut it off. Cut it off! Well, now things have changed. So you don't have to probably resort to cut it off when you can try other things to fix it. You can try to fix it, but you know how often they end up cutting it off anyway? Well, at least they tried. Like Phil said, at least you try to go to counseling and you try. And if you end up there anyway, at least you try. Nice analogy, but as we all know. He's not buying it. Analogies are not always perfect arguments. He's all not right. buying it. It is what it is. Look, you want to get married to someone and find out you can't have sex with them and you want to be miserable for the next how many decades of your life? Go for it. I know per people personally, that's what they chose. Yeah. And I just shake my head. <laughs> I, I know one person, they're in about 10 years, and I'm just wondering how long, how long this is going to last. At some point, people implode. You just, it's not normal. That's why there are annulment laws is all I'm saying. We've got the law. I got the law on my side. <laughs> All right, anyway, so much for that. We'll come back with your emails right after this. Download your free Mark Gunger app today to see all of the latest from the world of Mark Gunger. Hello, Mark Gunger here to talk to you about our program for young people called Young People for Kids Who Are Graduating from High School Before They Go Into College. It's called Transition One. We call it T1 for short. It's a gap year program. You take your kid instead of just rushing him off into college. Do you, do you know that, statistically speaking, the kids who are raised in our evangelical churches, you know, we like to make fun of the Catholics and the, you know, the traditional churches. Oh, they just don't get it, you know. Okay, we supposedly get it, right? We're the evangelicals. We're so much more spiritual. We're so much more... Uh, okay, fine. Do you know that 80%, according to the studies, 80% of the kids in our evangelical churches by their first or second year in college totally give up on their faith. They don't believe in Jesus anymore. They don't believe in the virgin birth anymore. They, they get totally jacked up. Gee, I don't know, maybe we're doing something wrong. And here's another thing. Even if they continue to do that stuff, one of the other great threats that Jesus always talked about is about the thorns of this life, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the life out of them. Instead of taking your kid and then right away just shoving him into the world or go make some money, 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 how about you slow down one year? Take one year and put God first in your life. This is the purpose for Transition One, a gap year program where young people come to us. They come to our church here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, we meet with them. We've got classes and stuff that uh, during the week that they attend for the first six months. Uh, we've got pastors that meet with them. I meet with them. Diane meets with them. We teach these kids about how to do life, how to make decisions, how to handle money, how to be a leader, how to, be, how to know God's will in your life. That's what we do with them. And then at the end of the six months, we send them overseas, Africa, South America maybe, uh, India, whatever. We've got people that we don't just randomly send them out there. <laughs> Go find some place. Like Jesus sent the disciples <laughs> 
Take no purse. Just go. No, ours is much more organized than that. We send them to safe places, people we know that they work for them, work with them. And for three months, these kids now get to learn what it's not like, like not to have Wi-Fi everywhere. What it's like to actually have to be responsible. What it's like to see people who don't have everything that they've had all their lives. It makes them more grateful, more appreciative. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to uh, work with these kids. It's a life changer. Take one year. You got your kid coming through high school right now? They're a senior right now? Call us. Go check us out at uh, transition1.org. Send your kids to Green Bay. Let us work with them. It'll make a huge difference in their lives for one year. She got long blonde hair and a sweet disposition. You ought to see what she does in the kitchen. Grits and gravy, chicken too. My baby even cooks me barbecue. I love my baby. Yeah, I love my baby. Sweet, sweet baby. Yeah, I love my baby. I love the music of Jimmy Bradshaw. Check it out. JimmyBradshaw.com. I love my baby. We're here to talk about your babies. All the babies in your life, all your sweethearts, give us an email at uh, ask at markunger.com. What do you got? Okay, wife writing. She says, when I was in college, I was in a very unhealthy relationship with a Christian guy. Apparently, he had some porn issues and things. Uh, she right. says, we never had intercourse, but among many other foolish things, I allowed him to touch me in different ways that led to orgasm. Mm-hmm. I felt so dirty every time, and honestly, I didn't. it didn't even feel good. Uh, a month after I broke up with him, I happened upon your singles and stinking thinking, and all I can say is thank you. Well, now, years later, I'm in my upper 20s and have been happily married to an incredible man for three years. My husband and I are very close, have a great sex life. However, uh-oh. I have not had an orgasm with my husband. I want to, but it's like I have a mental block and shut down when my husband starts touching me in a way that would lead to that. This is not a question of how to have an orgasm. My problem is I don't like my husband touching me like that. It reminds me of my ex-boyfriend and brings back all those dirty feelings from the relationship. My husband and I would both like for me to reach orgasm, but we're still unable to have a passion. We are still able to have a passionate love life without it. The only person who knows the entire story is him. I wanted to seek counsel on this for years, but it's such a personal and embarrassing topic. Should I discuss it with a trusted older female I know who has been married for nearly 35 years? Should I seek professional help? Am I just making a big deal out of nothing? Should I let it go and not worry about it because it's not really affecting my marriage or sex life? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I think it is affecting it or you wouldn't be writing me. So just be honest. <laughs> it's, it's affecting you and it feels... I'm dinging, dinging. everywhere. <laughs> what is with the we dinging? We need to have a basket outside the door I, and I you deposit I, I your I electronics before you the enter day. the room. Arbor. <laughs> this is what you're dinging? It sent you a vocabulary word for <laughs> yes, the day? Today's word, arbor. <laughs> Arbor, you mean like a tree? An arbor. A person uh, who. N- not, that's an arborist. And, oh my gosh, just forget it. What's an arbor? Now an I don't arbor know. Is What's like the word an of the day? arch thing in a garden, right? It's like I didn't an know arbor. That. Yeah, like. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to take you through the arbor of the garden of my mind. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> it was the word of the day. It was important. That's why the dinging. What am I talking about? I feel like I'm, I'm watching about. Sesame Street with my grandson, the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that was my word of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, clearly it's a problem for her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but why would she, what she's implying is the only way to reach orgasm is through uh, stimulation with, with, a, with, a, with her husband's hand or a guy's hand. That's not true, right? Right. Well, she needs to learn how to, he needs to learn how to bring her to orgasm without doing that. 
I mean, there's several routes to the same destination, is there not? Yes. Okay. Mark's going to give us a how-to. And now Mark's trying to avoid the how-to, hence the uh, the arbor of my mind. Uh, so if she is mentally challenged by having him touch her with his hand, because that brings back the that memories, back he back can me- learn to bring her to orgasm through intercourse or... yeah. Orally, if that's what he wants. I mean, oh, I don't know whatever she's comfortable yes. with, you know. So, and and it's and I get it. Look, some any woman who's ever been sexually abused knows what she's right. talking about. There's some things that happen they can't do it that way because it brings up horrible memories. Well, for her, she feels bad about this guy that she was with, mm-hmm. and when he touches her that way, you just need to let him know. Say, look, I, I'm just not all that comfortable with you touching me that way. What I really like is for you to do, give him something else mm-hmm. to do. My guess is uh, they've been married very long. Three years. Well, you know, so, I mean, you have no idea how many men I talk to. Oh, you got that who, right. Who their version of sex is less than two minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just done. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, my seminar I was talking about, don't get caught up in the two-minute drill. <laughs> I was in North Dakota. <laughs> These guys came up to me. He said, a group of them. So when now you say two minutes, you're talking about? From when you first kiss her till you're done, or something. <laughs> Good lord! If, the, if it's over from your first kiss by the time you're but over, but it is. I'm telling you, I have enough female friends through my advanced chronological years that I have had conversations with, and it is very sad but true. It's stunning. I know. I've talked to them. People in my own church. Women say like this: oh, "We have never achieved an orgasm. Something wrong with me. I've never had an orgasm." And I look at her and say, "Let me ask you a question." She goes, "Yeah." I says. When your husband makes love to you, she goes, yeah. He's done in less than two minutes. And she goes, how'd you know? They think that's normal. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. Guys, some of these guys, they're just lousy lovers. Man, you should be able to go to 30, 45 minutes. You, you finally reach your peak when you want to. You actually have that much control. That's yeah. where you should be at. No. And then girls can achieve an orgasm if the thing's not over in 45 seconds. So, uh, you know, my challenge maybe to your husband, he needs to learn to be a better lover to you. Don't think, if you think the only way to reach an orgasm is when a guy touches you with his hand, that now you feel bad about. Actually, I'd like to see you get over that, to be honest with you. I mean, there's, you know, it is what it is. But uh, if you can't get over it, then there's other ways that you can reach an orgasm. Clearly, she can't through intercourse, which screams to me, he's a two-minute boy. Well, because if these guys don't last for very long, then they have to go another route to get her to the orgasm afterwards yep. because... But she doesn't like it yeah. to be touched like that yeah. because she's the other... You know. I don't know. I guess I would be more like Phil Gunger and encourage some counseling. Oh, stop. <laughs> no, that's what he said. Don't be mean to him. I'm not doing a mean decision. I think that you can learn. That can be fixed. Go talk to somebody. Talk to an older lady. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to anybody. Google. Yeah. I mean, you may amaze how much you can find out about sex with just. Yeah. Now, a lot of it's filthy, but just not. You can see what that right. is. Get rid of that. And go for the good stuff. Your husband too. Learn how to control himself. How to avoid premature ejaculation is what the problem is. And fifty percent of men have this, or more. Oh, I'd guess it's probably it's way more. more than that. I mean, it's just one guy says to me, "That's a premature ejaculation isn't a problem. It's just." I call it good time management. <laughs> For you. <laughs> For you. Time management. Good Lord. Good all you management. girls, if you are have a husband, you can never reach orgasm. Listen to me, all y'all. If your sexual encounter intercourse is a two-minute deal, he ain't doing this right. He's not doing it right. 
I need to do a book just on the physical side of this. I'm serious. You would think with all the sexual information we have today and all the insights mm-hmm. that people have and, you know, and all the porn and all the, that we would be the most sexually up-to-date, educated group of people on, on the face of the earth in human history. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Nope. These guys still don't know how to do this. Well, there's this so many guys here. that don't even know how to bring their wife to an orgasm. Hence they don't the know need for the book. The buttons and the this and I'm the that. Tell- they and don't how, know. How is that possible? Because, is that? because, because uh, they think that for them <clears throat> it's penetration and friction. And they think that that's what's supposed to do it for a girl. And they don't even understand anatomically how a woman works. I'm and telling you. And how is that you, possible in today's age is what I'm because saying. Because they watch all this stuff on TV that all these guys do as... Penetrate and go at it, and she loves it. There's and not, that's there's not all an that instruction booklet down there. That's the problem. Well, we need to come up with an instruction booklet. There are some good books along these lines. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Anybody can find the answer to this stuff. What you, what you girls and guys need to know is if you're in this two-minute deal, that's not normal. What you're doing is not normal. Well, wait a minute. It might be normal. It's, it's not the right. norm. It's, 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 it's it might be the typical. norm. It's, it's typical, but it's not right. You don't... But who wants to have sex for two minutes? What's the point? Why would you take this incredible experience and not make it last as long? Because as you all can? they care about is getting their release. That's and then but they don't wonder they why enjoy they're wife. The, no, the, oh no. my goodness, it's I'm about a big the release. Fan. And then they wonder why their wives don't want to have sex with them because it's two minutes, hop on, hop off, and, and it's done. Hop and on, then they complain on. that their wives, oh, she's not interested. She doesn't want to. I wouldn't be interested either if that's all that it was all wax the time. Off, wax on! Oh, wax off! I'm telling you. <laughs> now you're singing sticks. <laughs> right? That's who no, sang that song. I'm speaking Japanese. No, Mr. Mi- Roboto. Mr. No, it was Korean actually. It was Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi. Oh, wax on. Oh, wax off. I'm, that's why I'm telling you. I, need, I know. I'm stunned that people still need to know this. That there's so many know. men that grow They have no idea where things no. are and what does what no. and they don't know how to control themselves they don't know how to actually have great fabulous sex you're right their idea of sex is they're done that's man exactly. who would want to do that you know what that's like that's like going to a football game you buy tickets to a Packer game you spend all this money you walk park you gotta walk forever you climb up all the steps you're everything you finally get in there you sit down and game's over alright thank you very much and now you leave That'd disappointing to say the least. That would be disappointing. <laughs> what kind of game is that? You don't no. go there and it's over in a minute? No. Honestly. Guys, well, it was a great game. We won. At least we won. He did. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like, well, we won. We won yeah. the game. <laughs> well, you Nimrod, how about we enjoy the game? How about we watch the game? It should be a good three-hour experience watching <laughs> the game. Honestly. And, and that, that we still talk about this is stunning to me. Stunning to me. I'm I'm blown blown away. All right, we gotta take a break. We'll be right back. Have a marriage dilemma? Email your questions to ask at markgunger.com and Mark can answer them during one of our shows. So you call up the preacher. Call the preacher and say I got issues. You're on the Mark Gunger show answering your emails. 
Okay, you had something you wanted to say about Okay, you in the break, you're incredulous that how do guys not want to do this longer? And uh-huh. I, as I said before, it's about the release to them. You are of a different generation. You have not grown up with this pornography and with the media. And I mean, that's how they show sex. You don't see it being more than just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And so this is what these young guys have been indoctrinated well, the TV with shows over and over and over. That's what I mean. So they have no idea it's supposed to be longer than what they watch on the screen. It's a, you know, and that she acts like in two minutes. Started, it just sort of fades to black right. and then you're done. <laughs> but they okay, show okay. like now, these girls I, I having. I do not watch porn. I've never popped in a porn thing and watched well, it Well, I never have either. But aren't. Those scenes aren't over in two minutes, right? Don't they go out I don't forever? know because I don't watch them. But I think that it's all rather quick. It's all, no matter what he does, she's acting like it's ecstasy. Now listen, I, this is my beef. We've talked about this before. Even regular network TV, the positions... This rear entry slamming her against the wall business where acts, you know, acts like she's having this orgasm from heaven. Anatomically, it doesn't even work that way, boys. I'm sorry. We're getting graphic with this disclaimer on no, this show. No, no, I get it. And I, that's what they think. And these girls act like they're getting it. So I, these guys are clueless. I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, I agree with you. It's like. You asked the, why. The, no, I'm they're telling get, you why. I guess it, yeah, if they've watched that all their lives, they think that that's what this is all yes. about. It's sad. I guess we just got to get back to the basics. Let me explain to you how this works. You know I'd sell a ton of these books if I got it. I got to do it. I got to find somebody to help me with it. It's a good thing there's limiters when I'm hollering. (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding? That's all I do is holler. All right. We will be back with more emails, theoretically, after this very important break. I don't know why we're yelling. Caution, the Mark Hunger Show contains adult content intended for an adult audience. We're back on the Mark Hunger Show, talking about love, marriage, and relationships. What do you got now? Are we done now? Question, question from a concerned wife. She says, my husband often scrolls through his Facebook news feed, and I've noticed many times that there are a few very pornographic videos that I'm concerned could be a big temptation for him since he struggled with porn before we met. These are usually videos that his unsaved friends have posted on their own pages, or the Facebook has been hacked and the porn pops up. I'm very disturbed with what I see on his newsfeed. I've addressed my concern with him before, but it's not really in his control to keep these videos from popping up. But it makes me very uncomfortable. What should I do? I don't know. I don't have a problem pointing it out. Or you can just get rid of all your get offline and live in the basement. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't just freak out. I mean, it's one thing to know that you shouldn't get into that stuff. It's another thing to see have women overreact constantly. You know, there's a billboard with some girl with big boobs. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. I mean, they act crazy, you know, and they just they overreact to everything. It's like some pretty girl comes into the room and they just go, oh, don't, don't look at her. I didn't think it. I'm seriously. There are some seriously crazy ladies out there who overreact to anything like this. Uh, that stuff is out there. It's everywhere. You got to learn to look away. You just open, you know. I see that stuff on my thing. I just... Scroll past it, you know, scroll past it. He's got to learn how to And there's nothing wrong with you when you see it. Say, man, don't be looking at that. I know, I know. Mm-hmm. You're challenged, man. Make it with, you can be making it in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't be looking at that stuff. 
you know. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scroll, scroll. Keep that screen is scrolling. Yeah, and the fact that he's scrolling right in front of you is a good sign, and mm-hmm. he's not doing it off in a secret corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. So don't don't overreact to it. You say, well, it's out there. I know it's out there, but it's out there everywhere. What, what, you don't even know what the women look like at his work. There might be women coming. Mm-hmm. You know how people dress today? Mm-hmm. Some of these chicks, man, especially the well-endowed ones, those girls are hanging out all over the place. It's like Cleavage City. These wives saw that they would have a fit. You, you know, again, unless you're going to live in the basement and disconnect from the world, never watch television, never go to a movie, never have an online, you know, that's don't freak out. Just because they see it and they're exposed to it briefly, as all men are all day long, everywhere. The beautiful thing about walking in the Christian faith is the grace of God, the Bible says, teaches us to say no. Mm-hmm. It teaches, you know what that means? That means there's always an offer. Mm-hmm. That you have to say no to. If you never have no. to say no, it means you, know, if you never get an offer, you have to say no. Well, see, that's what they want. They want to live in a world where there's no offers. Well, no, that's not the way it works. The good news is your husband is learning by God's grace to learn to say no to stuff. That means the, the offer will always be there. There's a hello. Here's an offer, here's an offer. TV will be an offer, billboard will be an offer, magazine will be an offer. Literally some lady in the street will offer. Mm-hmm. Someone at work flirting with them will offer. That's where you learn to say no. That's what you want, girls. You want them to learn to say no. Don't get crazy psycho into trying to get him away. Well, there's never any offers. Oh, there's offers. I don't know how to handle that. Just stop. All right, next email. Okay, she has a little thank you first. She says, I just wanted to say thanks for the Mark Gunger show. I really like listening to it, although I know that Mark gets frustrated. <laughs> That's not true! With all the ladies that won't take his advice and separate or dump him, I would like to let you guys my know. My son doesn't even like that advice. That because of the advice of your show, I confronted my boyfriend about poor behavior when he was not interested in treating me the way I wanted to be treated. Good. I dumped him Good. so I can move on and find someone else. Okay. Good! So now her question. Uh, On your show, you often talk about how the divorce rate is actually quite low for first-time marriages and Uh goes up when we start talking about remarriages after divorce. I've never been married. She's 33 right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm certainly not getting any younger. There are many men in my dating pool that have previously been married. Do you have any advice on how to approach this or things to be sensitive to or watch out for? I am wary about dating with the intention of marrying a man who has been divorced before because I wonder if I'm getting off on the wrong foot from the start as the statistics show that his remarriage is more likely to fail than my first marriage. Oh, and then he's likely to have kids at that age, and it all gets really rather complicated. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Anybody can work it through, but it's harder. Your ideal is to find a guy who's not. You mean to tell me there's no men at all at your age that have not been married? It might be true. Which is all the more reason you girls have got to take this more seriously in your early 20s. I think a girl out of high school should start looking around and start seeing who might be marriage material. These guys, girls are being really foolish by putting off marriage. Don't think about it. I want my career. Everything until they're almost 30 years old and now they start looking and now they can't find anybody. Yeah, you're going to wind up looking for, you're basically going to find divorced guys at that point with kids already connected to some psychotic mm-hmm. wife who hates his guts. And mm-hmm. It is what it is. Get my book. Get the book, Being Found. Even you, my dear, there's all kinds of advice for women of all ages on how to approach this thing called marriage. I lay it out for you very, very clearly. Practical advice on how to do that. And especially you younger girls. So, well, I'm waiting for some boy to pursue me. Don't be waiting for some boy to pursue you. That's a bunch of nonsense some nitwit evangelicals came up with. It just has made everything worse. What is this craziness? 
Yeah. Well, that's what the Bible, the Bible doesn't say anything about it. Read the Bible. They got the whole book, the book of Ruth, totally dedicated to one encounter of a woman who pursued the man. The whole thing was about her pursuing him mm-hmm. from the get-go. In fact, it is Ruth who asks Boaz to marry her. Boaz never asked to marry her. He doesn't pursue her at all. She does. How you can have an entire book in the Bible showing and celebrating a young woman who took matters into her, her own hands, pursued the boy, went after the boy, got the boy's attention, asked the boy to marry her, and successfully got married. And from her comes King David, that whole line. How we have that in the Bible and the word in today's evangelical church, well, don't, don't. Don't flirt with boys. Don't, don't have them pursue. It's just such a mitig- unmitigated nonsense. And that's why we have 33 girls like you still looking for a guy. And the older you get, the harder it's going to find one that hasn't already been married now and have kids and been divorced. Or it- if they're not married, which we've talked about, they've either been having sex with other women, which a lot of them, that causes a problem. They're up to their eyeballs in porn and masturbation, which is a problem. Or they have no sex drive at all, which will be a problem for you. I mean, not to be Debbie Downer for her, but Debbie Downer. All discussed in this book. All Everything you just said, all is discussed in this book. That's why you girls, I'm telling you, and you moms and dads, inc- better your daughters start looking at this thing early on. I'm a big believer in early marriage. These people who wait and then they wait. and they, Now, sometimes they may not be able to find anybody. There's some girls who have listened to my advice since they were six years old, and they're still late 20s. They can't find anybody. It is what it is. But, okay, we can't control that. But when you intentionally delay for whatever other reason, you start getting up into your 30s. And, man, you hit 35 where this girl's at. The chance of finding a guy who hasn't been married at this point that's not jacked up, it gets really hard. Well, you maybe know? you would find one that his wife died young. Like, you know, not that you wish somebody's wife to die. Oh, by the way. But, you know, he could be a, a young widower or something like that. By and the that way, might be I, I actually advise guys to do this. Because you can get these these uh, dating websites, mm-hmm. and you can filter, mm-hmm. look for widows, mm-hmm. look for widows. I and mean, some of our, say like kill your wife or don't, something. No, 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 no. Look for widows. Well, they have uh, and, wedding and, uh, wedding sites, dating sites, just for people who are. I mean, they have specific sites. Yeah, that are just I, and, widows and, and even widowers. single women can look for guys, and you can. It's a category. You say, mm-hmm. a widower. I want a widower. Mm-hmm. What that means now, you just think someone who's really old, but there's guys. His wife died of cancer at, at 24. Mm-hmm. It now happens. you got a guy who's been successfully married. He might have kids at this point, but there's no divorce. Right. There's no ex-wives anywhere. Right. The two hottest subjects out there for you single people should either be a single person or a widower. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, the widower is almost ideal. And the best thing, I do agree, is to get educated. Because when you know what to look for and what not to look for, you will avoid crazy mm-hmm. because it'll stick out at you like a sore mm-hmm. thumb. Mm-hmm. Go to markgunger.com, get this book. You can download it today or order it, and we'll ship it to you. Being found. It will help you dramatically learn how to do these things, make the right decisions. But man, I'll tell you, if you had a choice between someone who's been divorced uh, and has an ex-wife to deal with or someone who his wife died of cancer or in a car wreck or whatever mm-hmm. horrible thing, there's closure there. Yeah. And they're great people and they're wonderful people. And they mm-hmm. just want to start over with someone else. Uh, and they would probably rather start over someone who doesn't have any baggage, which would be you. So don't overlook that, man. I, the last thing in the world I would look for is a divorcee. It's, you're looking for someone. Mm-hmm. But at her age, that, it starts really narrowing down to that.
Anyway, kind of odd advice, but helpful nonetheless, mm-hmm. I do believe. All right, well, take, we'll take a break, and we'll be back with another email after this. Want more of Mark? Visit markgunger.com. There you will find everything that Mark has to offer. Yeah, Diane. You know you want it. Yes, you Not can. my problem. That's yours. A bologna sandwich, man. So come on. Feed me some bologna. I like that meat that rhymes with Tony. I ain't too high class to eat that mess. I want a bologna sandwich, man. The music of Jimmy Bratcher singing about bologna. On the Mark Gunger Show, which is full of... Baloney. All right, what do you got? Okay, don't interrupt me on this one, will you? Just listen to the whole thing. <laughs> you know, she matter. says, my boyfriend and I have been in a relationship for nine years. We- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Shutty. We have two beautiful children together and are planning on marriage in the next year. Ding, ding. I know we should have gotten married a long time ago. I have a small diamond, so hopefully that helps. Social media has provided such easy access to stay connected to friends, family, and and the occasional ex. After an issue of infidelity in our relationship, we're working to keep our family together, fix our problems, regain trust, and move forward. I have already talked about how I do not care for him staying connected with his ex-girlfriends. One of them recently reached out to him and was even even trying to be flirtatious. I am not friends with any of my exes. I think it's disrespectful to him. How do I reinforce that communication with them is only destructive to our attempts to mend our broken relationship? Uh, I have no idea. You're kind of jacked up here. They don't. Not exactly churchgoers, I take it. I asked you, Christian. She said they're both Christians. She's but more active than he is. He says she says he's a warm body in the pew. So many things wrong. Nine years. No That's marriage. why I told you you had to listen because you're going to jump in on me. Two kids already. Already an instance of infidelity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the fourth one, inappropriate flirting mm-hmm. going on. Man. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Anybody have any opinions on this one? Well, if it weren't for the two children, it would be an immediate dump him. But there's two children involved. Uh-huh. That complicates it, in my mind. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? What's her, what's her question? I mean, what's your she wants she to know, how do I reinforce advice. that communication with the exes is only destructive to our attempts to mend our relationship? Well, you're just telling him. I mean, how dumb is that? Do you have to be smart to figure that out? You, you need to tell When him. we are together, look, and for all practical purposes, in some states you're already married. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, common so laws. Seven you're years, nine years nine with years. a guy. You got two kids. You're doing life together. You got a little diamond ring. Okay, whoopty stinking do. You're for all practical purposes, you're married. He is acting inappropriately toward other women. You tell him to stop it. That's all you do. There's no big revelation here. You don't know big, great insights from me. Or My guess else. is that she has communicated that to well, him, to but he doesn't listen. Well, you and smack he him upside the head. You fight it. about it. You fight. This is what fights are for. No, you can't be flirting with other women on Facebook. And then tell his mother that's what he's doing. And tell his friends that's what he's doing. Tell your friends what he's doing. Get a billboard. 
Hang it up. My husband flirts with other women on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, these people, like, they keep everything in, in their little t- four walls, and nobody knows the problem. I'm yeah. serious. You confront him and tell him. And tell him. Seriously, talk to his mom. When your mom's over and stuff like that, say, hey, do you know Fred here likes to flirt with girls on Facebook? What do you think about that? He'll freak. Yeah. And mom will say, you're doing what? Because she'll smack him. Tell his dad. You know what he does? You know what your son's doing? He's flirting with other women. Don't you think that's wrong? <laughs> Listen, 99% of the people that you will talk to will agree with you that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if they do it themselves. <laughs> I'm serious. It's so obvious. You know, it's like, how do I tell my husband that, you know, stealing stuff from the store is bad? Because he doesn't think it's bad. I think it's bad. Well, that's a slam dunk. Everybody you talk to say, my husband likes to steal stuff. What do you think of that? I mean, well, that's shaming. Yeah, I think it's a positive area of shaming. Shaming, turn the light on. Let him know what he's doing. So, I don't know. I, I think that you're thinking too hard. You tell him to stop it, and you tell all his friends what he's doing. You tell his mom and his dad and his brothers and cousins, everybody that you know in the family, hey, Freddie here likes to flirt with other women. Will you tell him to stop? He'll get mad as a horn. I don't care. You should not care either. It's what you fight about. It's a fight. You stop it. I don't care if you want to do it. Look, there's guys that tell their wives, you know, can we look at porn together? Yeah, no. And the smart ones go, no. And that's the end of it. But some women go, well, but he still wants to. How do I get him? It doesn't matter. They don't care if they're, of course he wants to. That's why he's brought it up. The answer is no. You can't do it. Get a backbone, some of you girls. Quit tolerating this bad behavior. That's all I got to say. What else you got? You want to take a break? Okay, I'll take a break. (laughs) And then I'll come back right after this. Attend Mark's Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage event. Visit LaughYourWay.com for upcoming dates and locations. Back on the Mark Kunger show. You can only hear the conversations we have during these breaks. <laughs> what do you got there? Okay. Sunshine. Okay. Uh, she says, Does it matter who pays? Like on dates? Uh-huh. Should a girl make a big deal out of who pays? Seems like a pretty straightforward question, but she continues. There's this guy I like that I can fly to visit me. It wouldn't necessarily be for a date per se, but I would like to hang out with him for a little bit. Uh-huh. I'm stopping myself because I'm making a big deal out of it that I would be paying for it. Uh-huh. Should I be making a big deal out of it? I'm like, so you really are talking about flying, paying him? She says, yeah, but you can just make it about who should pay for a date. I'm like, okay, this is apples. <laughs> no, it's better, it's better. And this is oranges. <laughs> yeah. Do we pay for McDonald's or do we pay for the movie or do we pay to fly somebody to hang out with me? That's not the same question. How much money does she have? Which money does she have? Well, she's a pretty, pretty well. Well, healed. seriously, if she's got a bunch of money, it's like ah, pay four hundred bucks someone coming out. Like, yeah, whatever. What do you think? Heck no. Really? I don't have no. Problem. I don't have a problem with it at all. You have a problem? With it? No. Again, it would if be, he wants to come and hang she... out with me, he's paying to come and hang out with me. I'm not popping for a ticket. I don't know. It sounds like Ruth to me. Ruth going after Boaz. I would invite him, but I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't not. go into debt for it. I wouldn't if, go into debt if for she's, it. If she's doing well and... Some hey, people have a lot of her. money. It's not a big... I mean, first of all, flying. Listen, if you can barely 
put gas in your car from week to week. A $500 airplane ticket is a lot of money. But if you think about it, $500 ticket isn't really that much money. (laughs) If you got money... Yeah, thousands of dollars. If I had a million dollars in my bank account. <laughs> you still wouldn't do it. No, and I wouldn't pay for dinner and a movie. If you want me, you're going to pay for me. All I'm right. old-fashioned that All way, right. but I that's just me. because she's cheap. That's ju- I'm not cheap. I am worth your money. If I'm not worth your money, I don't know. go away. I don't know. Go away. I'd look at you and say, yeah, I don't know. I can go eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> go away. If you, if I'm not worth the money, twelve go away. on the high go end. She's I'm worth it for out. somebody else. Bye. <laughs> She's See ya. Gray out. Bye, Felicia. No, honestly, that's just me. But I'm old. Uh huh. I'm old. I, I'm old too. I'm not wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, I think if the guy wants to see her, he'll find a way. Yeah. He'll find a way to make the money and go. I don't. All of it, for example, okay, during the break, what we're laughing about is <laughs> we're, we're talking about Dave Ramsey. Uh-huh. And, and the first time I ever listened to him on the mm-hmm. radio. And what I really lo- enjoyed about it is he's mean. He's mm-hmm. about as mean as I am. I'm not, mm-hmm. as, not as mean because I'm much meaner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he calls people idiots and morons mm-hmm. and stuff. All that I'm sitting there, what the heck? How come mm-hmm. he gets away with this stuff? But he's not talking about sex. Yeah. Our problems, we talk about sex and marriage. And and marriage is a stuff. different thing. The, no... They take all the rules in the Bible, don't apply to marriage to these people. I mean, they, they're crazy. Most Christians, in my mind, are crazy when it comes to marriage. But the only good thing is they believe it is sanctified and holy and you should hold it together. What they don't get is that all the rules in the Bible also apply in the marriage. They don't do that, okay? Uh, but they don't have that problem when it comes to money. So, he, you know, he gets in less trouble, I'm sure. But it's hilarious. He's talking about, and he's talking about these people who uh, go into debt to buy a dog mm-hmm. and, uh, and how absurd it is. And, and uh, Elizabeth says... <laughs> Man, I never did. We never had a vet get sick. We just shoot it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and I said, this is why I won't give her end of life decisions about my life <laughs> because she'll off me. Mm-hmm. All right. And nah. she said, and uh, and how they they've been banned from the. Uh, You're on the shameless. They're on the shameless <laughs> because <laughs> they offed one of their dogs. That was really really sick. Mm-hmm. And what they wanted was to spend. I've seen amounts of money yeah. to treat them. You're talking about this one couple burning eight grand because the dog mm-hmm. broke a leg. In the old days, mm-hmm. you know, when you that'd got be a bullet to the head. You got the 22. That's what 22s are for to kill critters, right? Yeah. And all the dog lovers right now are, are, are already <gasps> having call a heart attack. Right? I'm just saying. So Ramsey's listening to this. This is what idiot would borrow money to buy a stupid dog? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just going on, and I'm listening, going, "Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like this guy." All right, but a lot of it is, is you know, I don't think Ramsey would be against you spending $2,000 for a stupid dog, he was against them going into debt, debt to buy a stupid yes. dog. You know, because he's against debt. That's his thing. Yes. So a lot of his perspective, if this lady is really well-heeled and she's met this guy and is a really nice guy and she wants to foster a relationship with this guy, but he doesn't have much money, I don't see a problem saying, hey, why don't you come see me? I would love you to come see me. I want you to see where I live and, and my family and we'll, we'll cover the tickets. All right. And I wouldn't even tell him I pay for it. Just tell him something like, you know, well, I guess you can't lie, but... I'd say, give them the impression that it's, you know, frequent flyer miles or something, you know, or, or whatever. I tell people, look, I, I buy people's tickets sometimes, and they'd say, well, you can't just say, well, I got lots of frequent flyer miles. Now, I'm kind of deluding. I do have a lot of frequent flyer mm-hmm. miles, but I bought it. I don't need to tell them that, mm-hmm. you know, because people get real creeped out when they when you spend money on them. So I would not, you know, <laughs> again, Ruth was the one who chased down Boaz and went through a great deal of effort to land that boy. So I am all for the girl doing whatever she's got to do to get a guy's attention. So I don't have a problem with it. I would agree with Phil that if she's borrowing money or throwing out your credit card or you're desperate and you're a little nuts, 
course, nuts people don't know they're nuts. I'd have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, when it comes to money, so much is just perspective. Right? Some people just going to dinner yeah. is way over the line for them. Other people, they yeah. could take 10 people to dinner and pay for everything. It's no big deal to them because they yeah. just got a lot of money. Or an expense account from work or something, whatever. I try and expense everything I do. <laughs> so I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem. But Diane thinks you're crazy. So you need to decide, my dear, who are you going to listen to? Me? Or the crazy chick over here? All right, see ya! Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! <laughs>